we're going to go ahead and get started with our Upper School Town Hall. I want to thank you for joining us. My name is Adam Housley. I kind of serve as moderator for tonight. So I want to thank you once again for joining us. We've got a couple uh, housekeeping rules here. Just a reminder that all lines are muted. However, we have a host of upper school personnel in the backgrounds waiting uh, to speak to you as well as answer some questions. Uh, you can ask questions at any time using the chat feature down below. Uh, just click that chat box and submit your question and we'll work to get it answered. Also a reminder, you can adjust your viewing options. Uh, you don't have to keep us in full screen, but you're certainly welcome to. Wanted to let you know uh, behind the scenes, we've got the following individuals uh, available to speak with you. Cole Johnson, Holly Hammond, Chris Keyes, Rebecca McIntosh, Angie Detloff, and Jeff Veal are in the background, as well as uh, a few more individuals who will be speaking to you. Wanted to uh, mention a few save the date opportunities before we move forward uh, with the meeting. We have a couple meet the teacher opportunities. Those are on your screen. Specifically, I'll call to your attention, upper school, all freshman students, new and returning LCA students coming into high school, as well as any new upper school parents are invited to join us on campus on August 12th at 9.30 in the morning. And then finally, we get to start school on Thursday, August the 13th. If you haven't already, please uh, save the dates. Senior parents, you're welcome to join us on the 13th at 845 for Boohoo Yahoo. This time uh, we're gonna do that on the football field so that we have plenty of room in our outdoors and open air environment. We invite you to join us. Also on uh, a week later, on the following Thursday, August 20th, we will have our PTF kickoff and new LCA mom welcome meeting. That will take place in the upper school courtyard at 845. And then on Saturday, August 22nd, we will host our third annual Dad's Boot Camp. We are going to once again go out to the football field for that. We would invite all of our dads to join us. Uh, Mr. or Coach Smith, excuse me, will be speaking as well as uh, professional <laughs> leadership speaker and LCA dad, Jose Ruiz. So dads make plans to join us that Saturday morning at 8.30. And lastly, we will host our first Eagle Mama event of the year on August 26th. That will be a virtual event. You can join us online and stay tuned for more details on that. On Saturday, August 29th, the Spirit Shop will once again be open uh, for you to come on campus and purchase items as well as used uniforms. It went really well in July, so we're gonna do it again this August. And lastly, on Thursday, September 17th, we will kick off our men's and women's Bible studies, and those will take place virtually throughout the first semester. So moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, uh, we invite you to join us for those. And I want to take a minute and just call your attention to the Spirit Shop. They are online. You can shop 24-7. They have added some new items, buffs, and masks that are all approved for campus wear, as well as water bottles and there are new apparel, apparel designs as well. And if you get your order in uh, before August 15th, you'll be a part of the pre-order. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you download the LCA community app. Just a heads up, there's a new update coming to that. 
Uh, and once you update, you will need the passwords that are listed there to join uh, the various notification groups. So make sure you make note of those passwords, 2021 parent and 2021 student, depending on which group you are in. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to our head of school, Mr. Bill McGee, to open us up. Right. Thank you, Adam, and uh, welcome, everyone. Um, thank you for joining us uh, at the end of this uh, busy work week. Um, special welcome to our new families who are beginning their journey uh, at Legacy. Uh, we look forward to welcome you into our community, and uh, we hope to see you in person here uh, shortly. Uh, as is our tradition, I'd like to open our meeting in prayer, so if you would bow with me, please. Our Father, I thank you for this time together with our parents, our teachers, our faculty and staff who uh, have worked very diligently um, over the last uh, few days to prepare for uh, the upcoming school year and, and the opportunity to uh, continue to educate our students here at Legacy. Um, Father, I thank you for your protection. I thank you for your provision. Father, we know there are schools, Christian and private schools all over the country that um, are not able to open their doors, perhaps because uh, they're in a high risk category or region. Perhaps uh, they don't have the resources. Perhaps they uh, simply have had closed their doors because they can no longer stay in business. And yet that is not where we are. You have, um, you have allowed us uh, through your provision to open our doors in a uh, little more than, uh, or little less than a week. And uh, we are thankful for that, Father. And we are thankful for uh, your providence, your, your, uh, your care for us. Uh, as we uh, enter this time, Father, I would ask that you uh, uh, give us clarity, uh, that you would uh, give us a sense of peace, uh, that you would, uh, um, instill in us a confidence that um, we can move forward to continue our uh, mission of building uh, strong leaders with biblical convictions. And that uh, at the end of this session that uh, everyone involved will um, be excited about the first day of school and will have any anxieties uh, relieved. Father, we love you. Uh, we bless your name. And uh, we ask that all that we say and do this hour be to your honor and glory. And it's in your son's name, I pray. Amen. Well, again, welcome. And um, um, I thought I would start our session by explaining, first of all, uh, the uh, operational modalities that uh, uh, we've designed. We actually worked on these uh, uh, earlier this summer. And uh, we've had several questions come up in previous uh, town hall meetings about how we determine which modality we are in, uh, what are the contributing factors, how long we might stay in a particular modality. And so I thought I would answer those up front. First of all, um, the decision of, of which level of concern or operating modality uh, we are in is made uh, by the leadership team of LCA. This is, uh, this is not tied in with any government uh, decision or any uh, 
any outside organization. This is an internal tool that we use to de determine uh, what level of precautions we should take given the external environment, given the, the level of infections in this region. Uh, uh, there are a lot of contributing factors. Certainly the governor's uh, executive order plays into this decision, as well as the attorney general's opinion on that, um, as well as CDC recommendations. But I would say we're mostly influenced by our um, health and uh, well-being committee, our student and community health and well-being uh, task force that, that is composed of um, our director of health services, Angie Detloff, uh, members of the leadership team, as well as two physician parents we have in our school, one of whom is a pediatrician and is uh, actually overseeing the COVID-19 uh, response for her clinic and another, a, uh, a family physician. Uh, and so we, we rely on their expertise and recommendations too. So all of those resources uh, speak into where we are uh, regarding our, our operating modalities. And so uh, we have uh, determined that it would be best to start the school year in level three, which uh, is a little bit of a change from what, what we were saying earlier in the summer. We felt like we were, uh, we were going to be able to not have to wear a mask uh, during class uh, for our uh, middle and high schoolers. But because we, we know that we are, that uh, infections have spiked in North Texas, and we know that our older students are more susceptible to sharing the virus with each other as well as with their uh, teachers, we felt like it would be in the uh, interest of all to start the school in level three. Um, uh, we don't know how long that will be in this level. Uh, we will evaluate this on a weekly basis. My leadership team will be monitoring where we are, where, what's happening in the region, uh, what's happening in other schools, and certainly whether the level of uh, infection that we might be experiencing here at LCA. But keep in mind that we want to keep our doors open. And we want to do everything we possibly can to avoid a mini epidemic at LCA. And so for now, we're going to start with level three. Uh, we'll be evaluating that again on a regular basis. So just be patient with us and, um, and uh, understand that we're trying to provide the least restrictive environment that also protects the health and well-being of our school community. So uh, with that, um, I'm going to turn the program over to our upper school principal, Mr. Mosley. He's got a very interesting uh, uh, presentation for you and will answer a lot of your questions this evening. So, Mr. Mosley. Thank you, Mr. McGee. It's great to have you guys join us today. I'm going to be going through um, some important things kind of for a little bit higher level, and then you're going to hear from some of our leadership team our leadership team. We have a great team here of teachers and administrators, and they're going to be sharing some specifics as we go through as well. Um, so as we move through some slides here, Adam, if you don't mind moving through the next slide. Okay, so here are some uh, save the dates that we have for you. So August the 12th, which is on uh, Wednesday, the day before school starts, all of our ninth grade students, all of our ninth grade new students to Legacy, both new and returning ninth grade students will need to be here at 930. And then the parents of new students, new to legacy students, first time ever to be here, those will come at 930 as well. 
And um, these students will remain until uh, around one o'clock. We're gonna feed them, the new students that are here. Uh, we're gonna feed them and do some tech training with them, get them ready to start the year. Um, and then parents, you'll be with me uh, to answer some questions and us visit a little bit and we'll let you go a little bit before that. So, but everybody be done at one o'clock. We're looking forward to having you students here. First day of school, the 13th. And then again, of course, some dates here for you that are important. Uh, there are some schedule change dates. You'll see the 21st fine arts classes. That's the last day you can change that. You submit a form for those, an ad drop form. Um, more information is, has been sent to you regarding how to do that in previous emails. And then you'll see the deadline to make any schedule re change request will be on September the 9th. Please understand we built the schedule based upon your request you gave us in the spring. So the schedule is built to accommodate that and congratulations, we had 100% of our requests were accommodated in this year's schedule. That's amazing. Thank you to Megan Hanna for doing that. Um, so when you start changing those things, we may or may not be able to accommodate all of your requests, but we will do the best we can. Okay, let's move on, Adam. So these are our starting in times. We begin, uh, doors open at eight o'clock, classes begin at 8.30, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Okay, and we end at 3.30 and then high school athletics begin after school. The athletic period is no longer in the school day. We had to do that to accommodate all of the new uh, classes that we began and all the spaces that we have. So now athletics is after school and begins at 3.30. Remember, Wednesday is an independent workday. We'll go over that a little bit more in just a second. But again, uh, those drop times are the same, 8 to 3.30, if you are dropping your child off on Wednesday during independent learning. Okay, uh, some things we need you to do. If you have an athlete, you need to go to this web website here and create a parent account, fill out all your app applicable TAPS paperwork. You can access rosters and schedules and coaches information there. And we are beginning preseason workouts. Even now, off-season workouts are starting and games will begin after Labor Day. So we're looking forward to seeing the Eagles uh, back in action, but we need you to go to this site and take care of business there. Cole Johnson and his staff would really appreciate that. Okay, so here's four things I want to go over with you. First of all, uh, I, I just want to reiterate our commitment to the covenant relationship and partnership we have. We know you are trusting us with your, your most prized possession. We understand, and we, we guard that trust tremendously. Um, it's very important uh, that we work this together and that we understand it's a two-way street. Communication is reported in any relationship um, between teachers, administrators, parents, and students. We've got to commit to strong communication in this challenging year that we're facing. And I know that we'll do a great job. You expect things from us. It's, you know, you, you need to know uh, what's going on and we're committed to doing that. Um, at the same time, we have some things we need from you in order to prepare for your child, in order to educate them well. Um, that communication takes place primarily through one vehicle regarding upper school. And that's through the principal email that goes out. And we put it out just about every week, usually around Thursday or Friday of every week. Um, and I can tell you when we send that out, we have a, about a 60% open rate. Okay, that kind of scares me a little bit because we have about 40% of people who never open the email. Um, and that's not even assuming you read it if you open it. And, and I'm telling you over the last two weeks, we've sent out extremely important things where you had to let us know, for instance, if your child was starting in flex or on campus. 
uh, where you get to uh, register for driving on campus. You, if your child wants a locker or not, all these things went out on Thursday this past week. Please, please, please read those. And a lot of those say mandatory, you must complete this form. You know, if your child takes medication, we need to know that. These are all very important. Please help us, you know, with regard to communicating and we make a commitment to communicate well with you. The next thing is, uh, you know, our schedule for this year, we have 80 minute classes. Um, you can advance that slide as a copy of the schedule there for, for them, Adam. Um, so we have 80 minute classes. We're running a block schedule. Um, which means we have half the four four periods on on one day, and then for the next four periods on the next day. Um, we're doing a four day week here. You can see that four days on campus, one day off campus. The four day model allows us for the most flexibility and continuity, moving in and out of distance learning. Um, it this the this schedule worked extremely well in the spring. We got great feedback from it. But our task force committee, made up of parents and students and educators decided this was the best way forward in what we know is going to be a challenging year. I can promise you we're going to be in some type of distance learning for a short time or contact tracing or other type things. And that will allow our teachers to move in and out, students to not have to switch schedules. And it, will, it, it, it just made it a lot easier. It also provides additional time for our teachers to plan and coordinate. They have more sections than they've ever had. They have to coordinate. Some of them are teaching more of the same class. They need to coordinate and make sure that those are working at the same pace, at the same level of rigor. So they need more time to do that. Um, and they're stressed at home, just like you are with their kids. So um, this was a model the task force came up with and we're excited. Uh, next slide, please. So you can see here, there are some modes that we have. Of course, you, if we're, our campus is open, you're either gonna be in on-campus learning or the flex option of learning. Okay, and on-campus is what we've always been doing. They're just wearing masks according to the mode that we're in. We're in level three right now, so, so that's how we will operate. The flex option is provided as a short-term or potentially a long-term off-campus option for families who, who feel a little uncomfortable with the current situation. Now, you're able to have LCA teacher-driven content uh, unlike LCA online, which is uh, a third party content, you're saying, look, I will still want the LCA experience. I'm, I'm still playing full tuition. I want full services. So counseling, um, guidance counseling with college, athletics, extracurriculars, all that is still available to a flex student. It is, however, a more independent model than an on-campus. So I want you to understand it's very important if you choose the flex option, you're going to have to stay engaged. Your students are going to have to be responsible. Um, not, it doesn't mean that all the material is going to be posted, you know, in each class with regard to, you know, live synchronous learning. We're not guaranteeing that. We're guaranteeing that you will have some synchronous, maybe some asynchronous, but it's not going to be a situation where, hey, when I log in, everything's going to be there. Some of our teachers may record a section and then post it, you know, by three or four o'clock that day. Those are the kind of things that are important for you to understand. If you are interested in the flex option or have already registered for the flex option, you know, uh, watch that email and check. There is a time for you. I'll be emailing you and letting you know to join in on a mandatory orientation on exactly what that means with regard to upper school and, and some of the things we're going to need your help to make that successful. And of course, distance learning, you know, is um, it, when everybody is is off campus. And so that's much more synchronous learning, you know, zooming in, everybody's there together at the same time. We learned a lot. We did a great job in the spring, but we learned a lot too. 
And I can promise you, we are ready. Our teachers are ready. If we have to do that, I think the quality is going to be even better going in uh, to our next time. And it will happen. We'll be in distance learning at some point. And then uh, we have uh, LCA online as well. Um, so, so there you go. That kind of lets you know what learning modes we have and what your choices are. Um, let, me, let me also remind you that safety is a priority for us. Um, our teachers are going to work hard to you know, keep things clean. Our staff, uh, cleaning staff is going to be coming in nightly. We have the procedures down, ready for how we're going to get in, check everybody's temperature. Uh, the mask have to be on. We, we, we have covered all of that. We're doing everything we can. Of course, we can't guarantee that there's not going to be um, some type of positive at some point. As a matter of fact, I probably can guarantee you the other side that, that we will have that and we're prepared to handle that in partnership uh, with um, with Denton County and with our nurse, ready to handle these situations when it comes. But we take the safety of your students seriously. We also take seriously the priority we have of learning. We're going to be moving forward with our learning objectives. Uh, we're going to be taking grades. Uh, we expect our students to do their work on time. That's what you want. That's what you're paying for. And we're committed to delivering it. This isn't a, oh, you just turn into work when you want and we'll, you, you know, you'll pass. It, that's not what we're doing. We want to move forward, get these kids ready, get them ready for those ACT and SAT classes, get them ready for life, get them ready for college and beyond, as our mission statement says. So please understand we're moving forward in that mode as we go. And then lastly, I need your help. We need your help um, in helping to understand that there are boundaries. You know, our, our teachers, listen, man, they're amazing people. And I, I'm spending a lot of time with them right now. And it, I just get emotional talking about how they're putting it on the line for our kids. Um, they're heroes. And I hope you, I hope you communicate that to them. Um, they have families, you know, they work hard, they go home exhausted. They're working harder than they've ever worked. Um, I have given them permission to not respond after hours or not respond on the weekend. Please, if you want to get upset about that, you can contact me, but I'm going to stand in the gap for our teachers here. And I know you are too. Um, I know you want them to have those boundaries. They need that time to heal. They need time for renewal so they can be the best they can for your teachers, for you, your students. So uh, we're here to serve. We're going to love your kids. We're going to honor our Lord, but we also want to honor our families. And I know you want our teachers doing that as well. And with that, I'm going to uh, drop over to Lynn and let him take, share some um, some things about our operations and how we're going to handle some of these specifics, as I know you want to know some of those. Lynn, take it away. Thank you, Mr. Mosley. Uh, good evening, guys. We're all looking forward to August the 13th and being back on campus. So let me give you a little information about that first day of school. When you enter our campus, if you are driving a car, we need you to register the car, first of all. Mr. Mosley sent that out in his email earlier this week. But you need to uh, rent that car registered, come into the parking lot and park. And we're going to stay in the cars till 8 o'clock. We're not going to get out of those cars and come to the doors until that time. Uh, we'll open the, the commons doors at 8. You can come in that direction. And uh, make sure that you come to the common doors. You, you park, you wait, you put on your mask as soon as you get out of your car. As you come by the gym, if you're in athletics and you have an athletic bag, go ahead and drop off your bag in the, into the gymnasium. Uh, as you come to the door, we're going to be taking temperatures and scanning. It's going to be a line start to, uh, to stack up. Make sure you practice social distancing there beside the commons doors. We'll check your temperature. There'll be a couple of our staff people working at the door for you. And after we check your temperature, it's okay. You'll enter the building with your mask on, and you'll go to your first period class on green days, and you'll go to your fifth period class on gold days. If you're not driving to school, 
we're going to ask you to help us by coming around the normal path we had last year for carpool and stop at the science hall door, which is located between the building and the softball field. If you'll stop at the science hall door, you'll stay in your car with your mask on. We'll have school personnel that will come to your car. You'll lower your windows and we'll check your temperature while you sit in your car. And you'll be allowed to enter, of course, if it's not a problem. Uh, as you enter that door in the science hall, if you're an athlete and you have athletics bags, we'll have carts there. You'll put your bag in the carts and those carts will be taken to the gym for you. So you can pick those up in the afternoon when you need them for athletics. Uh, again, once you come in, you must have your mask on and you'll go to your first period class for green days or your fifth period class for gold days. Parents, we need your help to remember that we're not dropping off at the front door of the school and we're not dropping off in the street. You have to come around the building and drop off or if you're driving, of course, the students driving, they can park themselves. Lunchtime comes around. We're gonna adjust lunch just a little bit this year to begin with. We're gonna have students come down. They'll be cut in half. One group will come first, second group will come second, and then there'll be a 30 minute window. Those students will come to the lunchroom, masked on. They'll come to the doors of Sage's dining area. And as you enter the door, there'll be two lines, one to the front left, one to the right. The food will be identical on both sides. It will be packaged or cartoned for you. Students will pick what they want circle around and check out and everyone will go back to their classroom to begin the school year. We're going to do this for a couple of weeks, see how things operate, how it works, and then we'll move forward in getting kids out of the classroom into the commons to be utilizing that space. Uh, again, just make sure you do come and go back to your classroom and practicing social distancing. Students will have microwaves available to them if they want to heat up food and they also need to take care of putting their lunch if they bring it with them in their backpacks and keeping it with them and not laying it in the cafeteria itself. So what do you bring with you when you come to school? Well, of course, we have certain things provided by the campus, but what you'll need to bring is a writing utensils, pens, paper, uh, pencils, uh, markers, things of that nature, organizational items like folders or binders, uh, paper that you want to write on, of course, a face mask is required. If you need one that day, we can provide you with one, but we need to have your face mask on the entire day and a refillable water bottle. You'll be able to go by the water fountain and take care of those during the day at breaks, at lunch, and in between classes to have water with you. Uh, encourage you to bring a personal hand sanitizer. So if you ever wanna use that at some point, you can. And then of course, your laptop is gonna be needed uh, for your classes. Calculators for each class that needs those, whether it be science or math. And in your lunch box, if you're bringing it, make sure you have one that's not gonna be crushing your food. That will take care of that until you have your lunch. And then of course, the last object will be a backpack to keep things in. If you want a locker, we can uh, also assign you a locker. That information again is online in the email that Mr. Mosley sent earlier this year, or this week, excuse me. And guys, we're excited about seeing you on Thursday, August the 13th, and uh, just go Eagles. I'm gonna hand it off to Coach Andrew Embry. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate it. Uh, last spring, the LLC and Dean's office communicated with almost 200 high school students. 88% of those students communicated with were concerning uh, attendance uh, and engagement. And while in flex or distance learning environment, please make sure your students engaging with his or her uh, teachers on a regular basis. If your students uh, not engaging, you'll be contacted by the teacher. Please be sure and respond to the teachers so that we know the lines of communication uh, are open. Engagement's uh, very important, whether 
um, your student is on campus in flex or we're in a distance learning environment, we wanna make sure uh, they're engaged and with their teachers. Our number one strategic goal is student development and staying accountable on both ends uh, of engagement will help us accomplish that. The in-class uh, in class attendance will be taken daily and that's for the purpose of uh, contact tracing only. And also our mask policy is obviously new. It's stated uh, in the slide that you can see and uh, we wanna honor our LCA uniform policy and uh, not draw any undue negative attention uh, to any student due to an inappropriate mask. So thank you so much. And now Miss Hannah. Thanks, Andrew. Um, I am excited to get to talk to you a little bit about academics this year. Um, and most, Mr. Mosley has, um, has shared a little bit of that with you as well. Um, but one of the first things I want to share with you is, um, is that we've made a few changes to help consolidate where students and families will get their information about classes. Um, we had a lot of feedback coming in that there were a lot of different places to go to get information about their classes. And so this year, we will be using Schoology as our primary mode of um, classroom engagement. Um, I know we use this a lot during distance learning, but we're even up and even going to up the ante this, um, this spring or this fall uh, using Schoology. What this is gonna mean is that Schoology will, will hold all class materials, it will also hold your lesson plans for the for teachers and information about daily assignments. So your homework for the week, class grade books and attendance. The teachers are going to be working very hard to make sure that those resources stay up to date throughout the years to make it a one stop shop for everybody to get the information they need. Um, and just like Mr. Mosley said, that is exactly why we can move forward regardless of the format that we're in. And, and that the goal is for us to be able to, to really proceed with academics, uh, with our strong academics throughout the year. So I'm excited about that. I think it's going to be a great resource for us. Um, and parents, you are actually, since we're making that now our primary mode, um, we are actually gonna be looking at giving you a Schoology account as well. And we're gonna give you some more information about that coming up. That will allow you to see your students, what all the cool things that your student is doing and also um, help with accountability for your students as they're, they're working through their classes. Um, uh, another piece that you may have seen or most of you have seen is that schedules were released this week um, and we worked really hard to make sure that you, your student and um, got the classes that they were hoping for. If you do have a, a need to change, um, there is a course change request form that was sent out in Mr. In Mr. Mosley's upper school update that we'd ask that you fill it out that way um, for any change just to help consolidate where all the information is coming in from. So if you've got a question, concern, um, would like to see a different class on the schedule, please fill out that form. Um, myself and the deans will be working hard to try to address those, those questions and try to see if they fit in the schedule. Um, this year is very tight, so it is a little bit of a harder year to move from class to class um, just because we have to ensure and we're, we're dedicated to ensuring that our um, physically distanced classes. So, um, so just know that that will be, we'll be working behind the scenes to try to get that done, but that will be contacting you or your student or you and your student about um, in the next week or so. Please know that while we will do our absolute best to try to handle as many of those schedule request changes before school starts, we may not be able to get to all of them. So um, in the event that your student doesn't have their schedule changed or hasn't been able to get contacted as of yet, um, your student needs to follow whatever is in RINWEB on the day that they're coming into school. 
that helps make sure that we know where they're supposed to be and can really help um, help process where they're going to be throughout the day. Um, the deadline to make those changes is going to be September 9th. So please make sure to get those in as soon as possible so we can get you all in the right classes. It's going to be a great year. I'm excited for it. Our teachers are amazing and they are are ready to get you back on campus and, and to start working with kids. So um, I'm excited for a great year in the academic realm. If you've got any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. But for now, I'm going to pass this over to um, Ms. Jenna Snyder, our fabulous guidance counselor. Hi there. We are so glad you joined us this evening, and we are so thrilled to be able to welcome your students to campus soon. It's going to be face-to-face, -face, or should I say maybe mask-to-mask, -mask, but at any rate, they will be there in person, and we know that in-person learning is always best for social-emotional health, so it really pleases us to be able to offer this option. So it is a crazy time and many are struggling socially and emotionally and, and many who've maybe never experienced problems in these areas before. And that may include you or may include your child. So we certainly wanna to minister to the whole child here at Legacy Christian and we have plans to take care of this and cover them. Um, really those plans break up into both uh, proactive and reactive measures and approaches. Um, proactively, we have measures put in place here at school. We've developed in the guidance uh, counseling department a plan called Legacy Cares, and that is not here on the screen, but it's been in past town halls, and it is also available on the um, New Heights material if you want to go in and look at it specifically, but it really broke it down into a few areas, uh, Legacy Cares through connection, through communication, and then also through counseling. I'll give you some brief examples of each just to kind of give you a little taste of what we are going to be doing to care for your child. Uh, connection would include things like advisory groups and our student-led programs. And we've got a lead legacy program. I would encourage you to talk to your child about maybe doing this to get more involved on campus. Um, if we're off campus in distance learning, and then we'll move into things like virtual student hangouts, which we've been working on all summer, or um, just some different shepherding groups and things that we've already put in place that we know worked really well for us to, during distance learning. We'll continue those and just add to those. And also caring through communication. We realize that's important. Um, we've got all kinds of communication in place. We will continue our LCAU programming, which is good social emotional education for those kids. And then also bringing back our pep talk programming, which will be done virtually. We've got an exciting lineup of speakers. We're super um, pumped for the year and I can't wait to get that information out to you. It'll be coming soon. Um, in addition, we'll be conducting social emotional assessment health surveys for your kids to just get a pulse as to where they are um, and what they might be needing help with. Um, there are also proactive measures that you can be taking at home and we hope that you will be doing that. We know that we preach sometimes at the upper school level that we just wanna want you to be a little more hands off and let them kind of mature and take some independence, which is absolutely true. But during times like this, uh, we would make an exception in the case that we want you to really be monitoring your child and keeping a pulse on how they are doing with their emotions um, and scholastically. 
Don't make assumptions. Talk to them frequently. Ask them questions. Uh, really, really be aware of where they are and be observant. Uh, we had stories during learning of parents who just assumed because their child's laptop was open that he or she was working through school. And in reality, they realized um, that those kids weren't engaging at all. And maybe there was a little bit of depression going on or social isolation happening. So we certainly want to avoid that um, this year. The reactive measures, if there is a problem, um, of course, if it's a severe problem that might cause harm to your child or someone else, you'll want to call 911 or go to the nearest emergency room. But um, for other problems, if you're sensing maybe some possible anxiety or depression, uh, maybe your child seems to be just overwhelmed with it all, social isolation, any of these, I would love for you to let me know and let me know as soon as possible. I can get on that and we can develop a plan. And I would say in this case, honestly, if you could just err on the side of contacting me, don't think you're bothering me, that is here for. So I would love to hear from you so that I will be able to reach out to your child and maybe just check in, or maybe we need to sit down and have a one-on-one, -on -one, be it in office or via Zoom. And I'm certainly happy to talk with you in that, in that way as well. I am looking forward to uh, nurturing your child's social emotional health this year here at Legacy, whatever the circumstances we're in, and I'm trusting that the Lord has an amazing year ahead of us. All right, Adam, I think we're going to you now for some, some Q&A. All right, thank you, Jenna. Well, before we jump into questions, I do just want to remind you that these folks are in the background answering questions. They've been doing so throughout uh, the presentation today. And if you still have questions, now would be a great time to submit them. And you can do so by using that chat button down on the bottom of your screen. If uh, we can, I'm going to go to Kevin real quick. Kevin, just a question about the time frame surrounding Flex. Can you talk about that for a minute? Sure. Um, so I've gotten some questions. I see some of those in the chat there. You know, is there a certain amount of time? Like, for instance, I think Frisco schools are saying, look, you, you can, if you choose to do online or Flex for a while, you've got to do that for a nine-week period. Is there a minimum amount of time, etc.? Well, what I can tell you, the spirit and intent behind Flex is that it certainly is not you know, a, uh, every two days you switch in and out of modes or, or, or heaven forbid, uh, daily or even, even hourly. You know, it's not, so it's not an intent to say, oh, my child's not prepared for this test. Suddenly they're um, afraid of this, the situation and they're going to go home and do that from flex so they can get more time on the test. That's not the intent. That would not be a good partnership and that doesn't help us. Okay, so a good way of think of it is, is at least a two-week kind of time frame. Uh, that's typically what our 14-day contact tracing would be. So if you think of it at least in that, we're not going to, you know, mandate that, but it certainly would be helpful if you can think of it at least a, a two-week a two time period commitment of one way or the other. That would be very helpful. Um, I also want to let you know that 97% currently of the people who responded um, and that some of you still haven't told us yet, but of all the people who responded, 97% of our students are choosing the on-campus option uh, so far. But you must register. If you're going to do Flex, we've got to know how we're starting out the year. And I really need that by Monday morning. So you gotta, you gotta uh, let us know, check the previous emails. The link is there for you to do that. Um, go ahead, Adam. Next, another sure. question. 
Yeah. Um, can you explain what the activity period is for our new families that may not know? Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. So an activity period is a time designated every, every day that we're on campus, a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. It's about a 30-minute period of time, and that's where we do a lot of our uh, additional uh, programming that's so important to who we are here at Legacy. For instance, that's when our chapel program would be. That's when we have advisory. Uh, each, each student is given a group of, of it's about, they're grouped into groups of about 10 to 15, and they're assigned a mentor. And they will have that mentor for the entire time that they are here at Legacy. That's their advisor. And so it's important they meet weekly with them regarding that. All of our professional schools programming takes place during that time. So um, even some lead legacy programming and some of the clubs and leadership groups. So that's what the activity period is for. Um, if someone is not engaged in any of those and they have a study hall time during that time, but th that's what activity is for. And it's served us well over the last couple of years. Okay, so if, uh, if my students can't stay home on Wednesdays and we need to bring them to school, can you talk about what that will look like, where they'll go? Sure, uh, if you're coming in on, on Wednesday uh, to leave here and to do independent learning here, uh, we have a, a spot in the learning commons in which we they will they will be there, there will be someone in there with them uh, they will have to keep social distance if we're in, still in level three they'll have to have a mask on um, and then there are office hours that will be published by all of our teachers and during those office hour times if someone's on campus they can go and physically sit in a room with a mask on with the teacher and get help also our students that are virtual or at home independent learning or flex they can also come in on those Wednesdays and do that virtually, or they could come in and visit. Um, also, our flex students who need to take assessments uh, can come in on that Wednesday time, and there's, there's a proctor time with mask on that they can take their assessments and then go back home. So uh, that's, that's part of that, that time on Wednesday as well. But those times start at 8. You can drop them off at 8 and come, have to come get them around 3.30, same as a normal day. All right, perfect. And if we start the year in flex and then at some point along the way decide it would be best for us to keep our kids at home, is that an option? Um, start the year in flex or start the year in, on campus? Start, sorry, start the year on campus. Sure, you can start the year on campus. Um, and then if you decide to go to flex, there will be a, a link sent out next week. It's called a change of status form. And what that means is I'm my current status is on campus and I want to change to uh, flex. You fill that out. We just ask that you give us a, at least 24 hours. We prefer 48 hour notice that you're going to make that change so that we can make some adjustments and let teachers know. All right, perfect. Mr. Dupree, I have some questions for you, sir. Can you clarify or confirm that a parking map will be sent out? Uh, I think probably next week sometime. That is correct. There will be a map sent out next week and currently we will utilize what we have in the past where senior parking is around the gymnasium area and we're going to ask that the juniors and sophomores that drive they honor that and not utilize that space but also around the building uh, Mr. Housley we have spaces that are designated for staff and we'll be asking of course our students to not utilize our staff parking and honor that system too but yes a map will go out. Okay, and we need to re-register our car each year, correct? That is correct. Each year the registration process goes through uh, Jackie Sop and through uh, Mr. Embry, and those, uh, those tags are already in. They just need to fill out the registration paper online, and that will be handed to them, and they can place it on their car. All right, good. And talking about lunch for a second, I've seen a couple questions in the chat about what period lunch is or isn't. And I think maybe the best answer I saw was that there'll be 
that will all be explained to the students in detail on the first day of school. Is that right? That's really the best way to answer it right now without going in depth. Okay. So there will be, parents, there will be an assembly and I'll talk about lunch and where kids are going and, and where to eat that day. So, okay. Um, Coach Embry, I'm gonna put you on the hot seat for a few minutes, but I'll ask you easy, I'll ask you easy questions. If my child is ill, how do I let the school know? Oh, yes, thank you, Adam. There'll be a uh, online form to fill out next week that uh, the parent can fill out and let the uh, school know that their child is ill. Okay, and so the attendance policy this year in the past, uh, credit may have been denied if we weren't in compliance. So the question is, will my child be denied credit if they have five or more absences as in previous years? No, sir. That's it. No, sir. I like that. Straightforward. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Uh, another question for you. Can a flex student who is healthy attend extracurricular activities even though they will not be on campus? Absolutely. Yes, sir. That is correct. All right. Very good. Okay, Miss Hannah, I want to ask you this question. You've talked about it a couple times, but I want to give you one more chance to reiterate it. My child needs to change a class. How do I submit a schedule request? Yes, it's the question of the hour, right? Um, so if they need to, to change a, a course request, then they're going to be filling out a form that was sent out in Mr. Mosley's upper school update. It was also sent to the students by email. Um, so they should have it in a couple different ways. And that form needs to be filled out. There is a place on that form that will ask for a parent email. And that's so we make sure we have a good contact to make sure both parents and students are in the know um, when we're trying to figure out any changes or address any questions that come up as a result of the request. So right. that will be done through the form. And then we'll do our best to get back to you quickly. But it will take us a little bit of time to get back on all of the, the requests that are coming in. So it may or may not be before school starts. And if so, you follow your current RENWEB schedule until you get a notification from either myself or from the deans. All right. Thank you, ma'am. Mr. Mosley, mm -hmm. I'm going to come back to you real quick. Um, tell me about junior and senior study halls and off-campus days. Yes. So this year we're opening up off-campus um, at any time you have a study hall and you're a junior senior um, and you have a study hall or you have an independent learning class, like maybe you're set, uh, scheduled to do uh, a Laterno University uh, government or economics class that's independent. Um, you can, with parent permission, and that's part of those important links we're telling you about on those email parents, you have to give us permission in writing in that form in order for them to be able to leave campus uh, during that time. So what if that study hall is right up against the lunch period? Does that mean I can be gone and do uh, uh, lunch off campus? And the answer to that is yes, but it's important. Please understand that is a privilege Okay, and if, if juniors and seniors start being late coming back to class or they're not, you know, uh, um, they're, they're, maybe they're, they're having some behavioral challenges or they're not doing well academically, we reserve the right to pull that privilege for uh, a period of time till we get some understanding. It's one of those things that our intention here is to trust students to do the right thing. And most of our students will, but we're going to trust you until you give us a reason not to. Uh, but as parents, we got to have permission for them to be able to leave. They will sign out and sign in each and every day uh, during those times. All right, so if I don't have an off period surrounding lunch, I need to stay on campus for lunch. Yes, for instance, if you have a, uh, you know, an actual in-person class uh, around that lunch period, then, then you're not able to leave just during the lunch, but you won't have time, it's only 30 minutes. So um, 
if you have a class before or after lunch, you're not going to be able to do an off-campus lunch uh, for that particular uh, year. So I'm sorry, it's just if you, if you're, if the luck of the draw happens to be, you have a study hall during that time. Now I know everybody's going to want to go and change their schedule. So they have a study hall that way, but that's not going to be possible. <laughs> All right. So uh, it's just one of those things, but the opportunity to be off campus, to do some independent learning. And of course you always have the choice of staying on campus. And a lot of our students say, Hey, I just want to stay here and work and I'm able to do that. But, um, but this year we're going to allow that to get more people off campus and us, again, to be able to, um, uh, to move forward with the, uh, the education process in a safe manner. Okay, one last question on study halls. If mine is first period, can I get a little extra sleep before coming to school? You will be able to do that, yes. But okay. what you can't do is be late to the activity period. Okay, so you have to be here for that activity. You can't sleep through that activity period. Activity period is just like a class. We, it's, it's important, it's part of our mission, it's part of their education that you as a parent are paying for. They don't need to be missing chapel, sleeping through chapel. They don't need to sleep through their PSP time. So if we see that being a pattern, then we will ask them to come in and sit here for their study hall. Again, trust uh, and, and show yourself responsible and the freedom stays. And that's just how we parent. That's what they need to know about. That's how the life works. And so we give them that opportunity, but if they abuse that, we reserve the right uh, to say, I'm sorry, you're gonna, you need to come in for a while. Okay, yes, sir. Mine will be there, thank you. Uh, Megan, you're gonna come back to you real quick. Um, how will my student know what work to complete if they're in the flex model? That's a, a great question. Um, so the, the beautiful thing about Schoology and how we're structuring it is there's going to be a consistency across all teachers in the upper school. So when, when you log in, when a student logs into each Schoology course, they're going to see a folder that's the weekly folder for, their, um, for that week that's going to be having all the information they might need. And then in there, it's going to say, um, what's, what are they doing for the week? And then what are the assignments? And inside that folder, they're gonna have, if they need to watch any videos, so any of the resources that are uploaded for, um, for them to get the information from class will be in there as well as assignments. Um, but that's gonna be the main mode of communication for, um, for what they need for each week. And we felt like using Schoology in that manner um, really would help streamline the process. There was a little bit less of the going to RenWeb for homework and then trying to find that in Schoology. Now we're housing it all in one spot um, for, for them to see. So they will open up each class and each class should have a list of what is to be completed for the week. Got it, thank you so much. And uh, one last question for you, Megan. What if my child needs tutoring or help uh, outside of class? How will they go about doing that? Yeah, so um, obviously there's still, we still utilize email for contacting your teachers. Um, again, to reiterate, Mr. Mosley's statement is really just trying to protect um, our teachers in the time that they're spending outside of, um, outside of school. So just on our office hours, our teachers are going to be giving out what their office hours and when they're gonna be able to communicate with you. Um, and many of our teachers, especially for that Wednesday, will be sending out a link that will be a Calendly link for them to schedule tutoring so that you don't even have to be here necessarily to get help, additional help. It could be a, a virtual tutoring session from home if you didn't want to come in for that Wednesday. Um, but Wednesday is going to be a prime time for that tutoring to happen. So just be on the lookout for that. Um, but so there's either emailing your teacher through um, in their office hours or signing up through a Calendly link that will be sent out by your teacher as well. All right, very good. I'm going to jump back. I'd seen a question in the chat about the mask guidelines. So I'm going to jump back uh, to that slide real quick and leave it up for a few questions. Okay. Um, 
Ms. Snyder, a couple questions for you. If my student is struggling emotionally or socially, what do you recommend? All right, well, I would say, first of all, um, you as a parent know your child best, but if you sense that it's something super severe, like I mentioned before, then you know, err on the side of, of calling 911 or taking them to the nearest emergency room where they will just be screened. Say if you feel even, you know, maybe it's to the level of suicidal ideation, they certainly need to be screened by a professional and you will have a piece about that even if it comes back that it's not anything severe enough to go move forward, at least you will have a piece there as a parent. Um, beyond that, just uh, other concerns, you know, your best bet is to email me and just as soon as you begin to have a concern and then I will get back with you as soon as possible and I will uh, determine a course of action based on, on our conversation as to how we think we need to move forward. And, and I certainly um, have reached out to the students just to check in, a quick, simple check-in so that it's a nonchalant, you know, not a big deal thing, but just kind of get my, get my vibe as to how they're doing. Um, or then we can actually schedule a session with them and, and sit one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, lots of options and then I've got lots of referrals to send you to outside resources as well if, if we feel they need some outside help. All right, very good, thank you. And if, if our kids are uh, sick for an extended period of time, what, what are our options? All right, well, this is a good question because um, we know with COVID that kids are going to be out absent. Um, <laughs> with a traditional absence for an illness you know the student is able to come back in and make up that work without too much trouble but there are sometimes um, incidences where that absence extends so let's say god forbid the covid becomes more of an issue to where maybe your child is hospitalized or has complications from it um, let's say your child gets a concussion um, or maybe has a surgery that they're trying to recover from and it's an extended time to where the makeup work is absolutely overwhelming. So in that instance, I am your liaison and I am your child's advocate with teachers. I will work with teachers to help develop and the child to help develop a, um, a good makeup plan that's doable and that doesn't feel overwhelming to them just to make that transition back back to school uh, easier. Okay, very good. Um, Cole Johnson, I got one question for you, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, how will limited seating and physical distancing impact fan attendance at sporting events? Well, it's a great question. Thanks, Adam. Well, there's obviously a correlation between physical distance and uh, limited seating. We're evaluating a number of, of possible solutions to maximize safety, wellness, as well as attendance and, and generating community uh, within the different modalities that we find our school in. And so earlier today, you know, I, was, I, I met with uh, Nurse Detloff and we're considering how all that stuff looks. Uh, so we will, we will come out with that information. It'll, it will more than likely come out um, obviously before our first sporting event, but we're giving careful consideration to all of that um, in how we return to action. Okay, very good, thank you. Well, I don't think we have any more questions. I'm gonna go, uh, Mr. McGee, I don't know if you have any final thoughts you would like to share before we wrap up today. And if not, we'll go to Mr. or Coach Johnson for a closing prayer. 
No, thanks, Adam. I'd uh, uh, love to just share a, a, a thought or two. First, after watching our faculty and administrators work this week in preparation for the coming school year and after hearing their responses on this town hall, I don't know about you parents, but if I had a child in our uh, upper school, I would be very confident in uh, our plan um, because I'm confident in the people who are uh, uh, implementing the plan. Uh, as you can see, we have excellent teachers, excellent administrators uh, who, have, who are so dedicated to your child's well-being. I, I can't imagine a better place uh, for your child during this uh, pandemic. And so I hope you agree with that. And if you do, please let your teachers, administrators know uh, they're going to need your support and your encouragement, unlike any time in their career. Uh, these are the most challenging times. Um, I've, I've been in education now 40 years, believe it or not. And I cannot imagine a more stressful year than what we have facing us. But I'll tell you, with the spirit that I've seen among our faculty and staff, uh, with the uh, encouragement and prayers of our parents. Um, I think it's going to be a terrific year. And I can't w uh, wait to see you in person, even if you're behind a mask and we have to um, do virtual hugs and handshakes, it's still going to be good. And I look forward to uh, partnering with you parents as uh, we enter these uncharted waters. Cole, you want to close us out in prayer? Would love to. Thank you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, uh, it seems more often now that, that, that we're asking for foresight, discernment, wisdom, protection. And Lord, we pray that now. We pray that for our community. We pray that for our students, uh, our, our faculty, our teachers. Uh, Lord, we pray that we as Legacy Christian Academy might be a light to uh, Frisco and North Texas and beyond. We pray for your protection. We know you are the God of all things, and you are a God of detail, and you love us. Lord, please guide us. Please be with uh, the leadership of the school, uh, that, that, that they can exercise wisdom and discernment. They can see things coming, uh, Lord, and just guide their hearts. May we not depart from you May we continue to keep Christian in the middle of Legacy Christian Academy, where we pray for our families. We pray for uh, the marriages of our families. We pray that you would guide them, direct them. May we all find ourselves glorifying you, honoring you in everything we say and everything we do. Lord, again, we just pray for safety. Uh, and we are grateful for the time that you've given us. We're grateful for the servant hearts that our teachers possess. Lord, thank you for all these gifts. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Adam. All right. Thank you, Coach Johnson. Uh, before we jump off the call, I do want to remind you of these resources that we have available. Uh, they are up on your screen there. I want to specifically point out the bottom one. If, if we didn't answer your question today, or if you think of one after we hop off this call, just send an email to questions at legacyca.com and we will make sure that we get you an answer. We will be sending out a recording early next week. Um, if you don't already, I would encourage you to follow us uh, on social media. I uh, also would draw your attention to our YouTube channel. We'll be putting up 
uh, all of the town halls that we've done this week will be up there. They will probably be up there before they actually get to you in the email. Um, but if not, look for them in the email on Monday. Lastly, if you need to get a hold of us, you can certainly call the numbers right there on your screen. And beyond that, I want to thank you for joining us today. We had over 215 people on the call today. So uh, we, we thank you for your time and we hope everyone has a great weekend. Thank you.